You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome into the basement. My name is Chris. That's Dave sitting at the other end of my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement on the south side of Chicago. This is Saks in the Basement. Over two years of two fans who grew up across the street from each other on the south side of Chicago on the 8,000 block of Spalding and rooted for the White Sox since they were little tykes. And Dave cleaned out some of his memorabilia last week and brought over some baseball cards. Didn't realize that he handed over a bunch of Frank Thomas rookie cards to his... Uh, his godson, his nephew. Did you even did you even check the cards before you dropped them off? You'll hear this at the end of last show. It's amazing. But Dave brought over memorabilia. Did you even know what you dropped off here? No, I did not. I didn't. I thought they were just giveaways from the uh, the ballpark. You had the complete tops uh, set from the year that Frank is a rookie. But then you also handed out this. You gave him this 1990 giveaway, a complete set of 1990 baseball cards, which has. What I read online, the rarest Sammy Sosa card available. It was worth a lot more before they found out that he was a steroid user, okay, because it has Sammy in the uniform, and it also has Frank Thomas' top prospect before he's ever gone out and played a game for the White Sox included in the set. And it's one of the rarest Frank Thomas cards around because it was a giveaway. Well, And this kid is looking it up online telling me how much money it could be worth. And I'm like, yeah, that's if you could find somebody to pay it. But he was, like, super excited. And you're never going to see those cards again. They've been hidden from me. Interesting. <laughs> I thought, you know, my bad. I thought those cards being giveaways were not worth anything. So, I mean, because what do you get at a... What do you what do you ever get at a baseball as a giveaway at a baseball game that's ever worth anything? I think that know? the reason that it's valuable is because, like, people started saving their baseball cards, right? So remember when we were younger... The, you know, parents would make these stories. They would tell you these stories like, oh, you know, my I had this great baseball card collection. That's what my dad used to always say. And then my mother threw them all out. Oh, and I had this okay, and I had right, that. My right, mother right. threw them all out. But our generation that grew up, maybe born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, teenagers in the 90s, when we collected cards, we put them in like special cases. And a lot, I mean, I had that. I had like, like special cases on my Ken Griffey Jr. rated rookie card. Like I have all that stuff still, oh, man. but it's not worth that much because everybody was doing it. So it's the rare stuff. It's the fact that Thomas hadn't signed his tops rookie card very often. So it's actually worth more signed than unsigned. It's the, it's the fact those giveaways because nobody has those anymore. Right. Half of them ended up laying on the ground when a kid was playing with them during the game. Like, nobody's got a complete set of those. Right. So those become the rarest items, and I think that's where it comes from. So the kid struck gold, man. He did a cartwheel. He was, like, super excited. Well, you know, that's... He can he can remember you know when I'm when I'm old and frail and I need you know and I need help you know in my he'll, old age because have to remember I, that he's gonna have to remember he's that yeah because I don't that. have any so I don't because I don't have any kids so <laughs> I don't have anybody to help me out when I get old and and broken and and bad so uh, and frail so yeah I, it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be my godson helping me out you're a good uncle uh, Saxon Basement is brought to you proudly by Family Waterproofing Solutions are on the southwest side they cover all of northern Illinois and northwest Indiana anything from 
your foundation on down through your basement. They handle it and check them out. Tell them that you heard all about them on Socks in the Basement. They'll take money off your deal and give you some great offers. F-A-M-W-S dot com. We had Scott Merkin on on Saturday. We now have two shows a week. Sometimes it's live on Saturdays. Sometimes it's just a half hour interview where I sit down and talk with somebody about White Sox baseball. So that was Sox in the Basement Saturdays. Merck was on for the entire show. Some really interesting things. If you missed it, go back, check it out. Remember, you got to be subscribed. I'm finding out now that Facebook changed their algorithm again. So if you used to sit around on Facebook and wait for me to post the show, you're not getting it every week. Trust me, we're still doing them every week. We're now doing them twice a week. I haven't seen a real bump with the numbers, but I've learned about this, that Facebook changed some algorithms. So make sure that you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. But Scott talked about some great stuff. I mean, Merck was Merck was on the ball. One of the questions that he answered was, what's going on with Yohan Mankata? He told us specifically he got the answer from Yo-Yo's mouth, and that is it's still covid He has not felt right since the illness. That's what's going on with his legs. There's a weakness there, and he blames it on the illness. So that's straight from Yoan Moncada to Scott Merkin. That was revealed on Saturday on this show. Moncada has been pretty public about it the past week or so. Um, I remember hearing hearing Stoney talk about it also on one of the games. I can't remember which one. Um, But yes, the, the fatigue... The fatigue that you're get, that he's experiencing is a result of of the virus or whatever lingering after effects of the virus. Um, specifically, lower body, the legs. I've heard. Yeah. So um, it's very interesting. He also kind of broke down the Reynaldo Lopez and the path to Raylo ending up back in Schaumburg. Uh, he covered an awful lot of things. Go back and, and check out some of the stuff that he talked about. I, Ricky Renteria would have to do something horrible to lose his job because I specifically brought up the Chris Zwick Yahoo sports recommendation. The White Sox go out and get a new manager and Merck kind of laughed at that. It was like, I don't see it. Not the way that they love him. And so there's a lot of different things that we talked about. Go back and check out that interview. The Sox have been good this week though. Yes. The Sox have been basically in first place alone or tied in first place or a half game back. We're in the middle of an actual race. We're going to the postseason. Yes. And, and I think that, it's time for us to kind of start to wrap our minds around the fact we're going to the postseason. Oh, there's I only have. A, there's I only have. a couple of weeks left, no, and I now have. we have to prepare for it. I have, Chris. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I am very happy. Look, I'm not going to be negative. The White Sox have been playing amazing baseball. They're doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be beating bad teams. Remember, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. We saw all of those games with the Royals, Tigers, Pirates, and Reds, and we're like, all right, this is it. Let's get fat. Let's get happy. Let's eat, right? And that's what they've done. They have beat up on these bad teams, which is what good teams are supposed to do. The things that have the things that bother me about the the playoffs just a little bit, the things I'm concerned about, that I'm worried about. You've lost a couple of very close games to the Twins and the Indians, who you're going to see in the postseason. You probably these are games you probably could have won had you had a better lineup out there or better in-game decisions. You know, when Merck talks about how Renneri is not going anywhere, that kind of, that raises my concern level a little bit because you can't afford to give away games in a, in a five game series. So, so are these, 
mistakes going to be continuing to happen in the postseason? Like that's that's what worries me, Chris, the most. Well, the most interesting thing is this: the first round of this crazy playoffs is three games, and you've played two three game series against the Indians and two three game series against the Twins, and you have lost all four of those series. Yes, you've been unable to take two out of three, and you're going to have to take two out of three from a team like that or one of those teams directly. In fact. I think if the playoffs would have started yesterday or two days ago, it would have been Sox twins in the first round. And we've played them in two, two game series and we've lost both times and both times we had our one and our two. And then Reynaldo Lopez, for some reason, is our three against the twins. So the Sox still have to solve that. They have a four game set against Minnesota here in the final couple of weeks and a four game set against the Indians. They also have a three-game set against the Cubs, a three-game set against the Reds, a three-game set against the Tigers, and two right here in the middle of the week against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's the rest of the season right now. Get fat and happy off of guys, but I've yet to have it proven to me that they're going to beat a team in a three-game series that is of the caliber of a playoff team. They're having a hard time against the higher-up upper echelon American League teams right now. I was going to say American League because remember they did clobber the Cubs. They did. and They they clobbered them twice and then lost a close game uh, at the end. But the Cubs are not going to be scouting the White Sox as heavily as the Indians and the Twins do. Well, they know us better. The one advantage that you're going to have here is you're going to run into teams that haven't, we don't know what the West is compared to the Central. We don't know what the East is compared to the Central. We're not playing each other. No. So this is all like, it's very hard to compare like what's the better division. that You don't have any idea who the better teams are. And it's going to be one of these weird things you're going to walk into. I I looked, Dave, if you'll indulge me for a moment. Of I course. I looked at some of the teams we could possibly end up playing. And one of the things that I, I wanted to figure it out, I went to a, an interesting place that just looks at statistics and tries to figure out things not only in sports, but in politics. Uh, 538. 538 is a website. They try to they try to predict who's going to win presidential elections. They try to predict who who's going to win, you know, the, the Kentucky Derby. They use all these different stats and metrics to try to figure things out. They have the White Sox essentially looking at where they have the American League standings ending up when it's all said and done. It looks like the White Sox could be up against one of the following four teams. The Astros, the Blue Jays, the Twins, or the Yankees. These are the four teams... Okay. Most likely, according to them, if I'm looking at their standings and looking at how the playoff grid works. This is, this is they put this out just recently, or this is before the... They, they put out every day the probability of where a team is going to finish in the standings. Okay. So based upon today, their probability, looking at the record ahead of each team and where they think they're going to finish, they have the White Sox finishing second a game behind the Indians, with the Twins getting the third spot in the Central. Interesting. Okay. Here's the thing that's interesting. I want to look just at pitching staffs and who we would have to face in the first three games. I think we should have Giolito, Keuchel. I don't know who's one, who's two. I don't care. But they're the first two. Right. Okay. And then I think it's Dunning. It could be Cease. That's all you got for that first series. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to make that decision. And you're going to have to flip things around because right now, if things remain the way that they're set up, Giolito and Keiko pitch on the last two days of the regular season and would not be available to start game one or two in the postseason. So you, you're you going to have to do some bullpen days and some things to flip things around to get the right guys lined up for game one and game two. Well, thankfully, you know, the last three games of the year are versus the Cubs, which, I mean, 
are not meaningless games by any stretch. There's no meaningless games in a 60-game season. However, they are not divisional games. So uh, if Renteria is smart, that's when you do it. So now I'm looking at who could be the three starters facing us for these other teams. Let's look at the Astros. Provided they set up, provided they're not in tight divisional races, and they have to, and they get the opportunity okay, but, to set here, up their pitching. Let's, the let's, right let's talk about this. If everybody in the first round is playing three games against each other, okay, then who cares what your seating is? Wouldn't you want to have your pitching set? Does it really matter if you're the eighth seed or the seventh seed? Does it? Does it really matter in a three game series? Yeah, no. I guess does it really it, matter I mean, where home, your seating is? Home field doesn't make a difference it, anymore. But in the postseason, they're going to be playing in a bubble, and everybody's in the same ballpark. Right. So everybody's playing in the same ballpark. It sounds like. So there's oh, no so advantage. It, so they're doing it like hockey was doing. That's it. what they're going to do for the okay. postseason. So so you're going to be in the same ballpark the entire time. There's no advantage to being home field, there, except for last bats. Right. And unless you really care about the banner that says division more than you care about if you're going to do well in the first round of the postseason, then you should be making sure that your your top three pitchers are ready to go for games one, two, and three. Well, I guess what I'm talking about are bu- maybe not division winners, but bubble teams. Teams that are you know trying to make those last two wild card I spots. get that, but I don't know how many of them there actually will be. There's a big difference right now. I mean, I know the Tigers are close to the Yankees right now. You could believe that maybe they're going to get back in. I just don't see. I there's going to be that are in right now are all going to be. In. There's going to be right in the end. I just don't see how it's not these original eight. These eight that are currently in it that have been in it now for the last couple of weeks that have been in the playoff picture. Right. I'm. I guess I'm operating under the assumption it's going to be these three. Okay. That's kind of how I feel. So looking at the Astros, Zach Greinke is a right-handed, amazing pitcher. We're going to have a lot of trouble. Right, that's against not him. somebody that you. Right. Yeah. No, that's Justin not. Verlander is still a possibility to come back, even though he hasn't pitched all year for them. Their best pitcher so far to this point has been Framber Valdez, a young man who's got a 3.61 ERA and a whip of 1.20, fielding independent pitching of 3.02. In fact, Granke's actually been better than him. Those are probably your top three. There's a pitcher by the name of Christian Javier who's got a whip under one right now and is four and two, but his fielding independent pitching is 5.35, which indicates that he's been more lucky than good. Sorry, back up, Chris, to interrupt you. The third guy, lefty or righty? Lefty. Lefty. So you have one lefty and two amazing righties. Right. The White Sox are currently 500 against righties. And undefeated against lefties. And undefeated against lefties. 13-0 now, I think it is. So the idea Um, is, I I think you got one win because of the lefty, but then can you pull off a win against possibly Granke, and Verlander. These are these are the things I'm looking at. Okay? Well, I guess it would depend on what Verlander you're getting because, you know, you're getting a Verlander who's just now coming back for the postseason. I mean, yeah, I would, I would hundred dollars, hundred. I mean, I, I would I'm take just it. Put you on the spot. Do you think the Sox can win that? Just looking at the pitching matchup and what the White Sox have done at this point, 500 against right-handed pitching. A game against Ver, a game against Verlander. A game against a game against Verlander. Or are you talking about a series, series, a series, series in which Verlander? Pitches. If I told you you had to bet, who would you bet would win that? Just looking at the pitching matchup and what the White Sox have done against no, right-handed. No, it's not a it's 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 not a good matchup for the White Sox okay. at all. But all right. again, I would have to put the asterisks on that. Are you going to get Verlander, and what Verlander are you going to get? So, you could. You could squeak out a win against him. Yes. Grinky would be Grinky would be a tough one. Socks in the basement listeners, do the hard work. And if you're a hardworking man or woman on the south side, you need to be outfitted properly. And that's why you should visit Red Wing Shoes in Evergreen Park and New Lenox. 
a work boot specialty store that carries sizes from 6 to 16 and feet as wide as 4E. A 115-year-old company that came out of Red Wing, Minnesota, and one of its largest stores in the entire Midwest is in Evergreen Park, Illinois, ever since 1976. When you're on your feet, the footwear is everything. So why not get an expert fitting? They warranty, repair, and offer free conditioning with laces. And they also carry Carhartt work clothing as well. Located at 3347 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park, Illinois, with a sister store available to you at 208 East Maple Street on Route 30 in New Lenox. Visit them today. You work hard. You've earned it. Red Wing Shoes. Let's take a look at the Toronto Blue Jays. Just a quick look at the, the Blue Jays. I would predict that they would send out Ryu, who's a lefty, so I feel good about that. They actually acquired two pitchers, and this might be what they, they're trying for. One, they acquired uh, Taiwan Walker from the Seattle Mariners, and he's been very, very good. He's a young right-handed pitcher who I think would give the White Sox some trouble. Robbie Ray's a lefty, and he's had a bad year. They went out and picked him up. Tanner Rourke is a middling right-handed pitcher. Matt Shoemaker is a middling right-handed pitcher. Chase Anderson doesn't scare me at all. So with that team, I'd say you're going to beat the lefty that's good because you beat up on lefties. Until you can prove to me that the White Sox can't beat up on lefty pitching, I don't care what caliber of lefty pitching they run up against, they find a way. Right, and you, and you could probably squeak out a win against one of those righties. But so the, so it's a Walker, better... It's Walker's going to give you a hard time, but the third guy right. ain't, ain't going to be that great. It's, it's, it's a way better matchup for the Sox. Okay. So I like the Blue Jays matchup because I'm trying to figure out, like, who would you be rooting for? Who do you really want to face? I don't want to face the Twins. I know it sounds terrible to say it, but that's another possibility. Of no, the four I'm... teams, where, we have not beaten them in either one of our three-game sets. And unless we could take this four-game series, a split would give you some hope maybe, but, I mean, you would need to take three out of four from them for me to feel super confident going into a playoff series with them, a best of three. If they are able to set up and we're able to set up with our best going against them, we've already seen that they're able to find a way to beat us. We're, we were nervous. We kicked the ball all over the place in that first game of that three-game series last week. We just didn't We didn't look confident. We looked like a young team. It looked like a young team in, in the playoffs for the first time was what it looked like. And they're, it's going to get even more intense. See, that's the thing. This is why it's hard to imagine a team going from what the White Sox were last year record-wise and imagining them going deep into the playoffs because they're going to have to get over that that nervousness. I've thought about that, but there was a uh, fourth team you wanted to look at. New York Yankees. New York Yankees. I'm not even looking at the Minnesota thing because I, I, I already know what the Sox have done against them. The Yankees. Now, the Yankees are interesting. It's going to be Garrett Cole. He's a right-hander. He's amazing. It would have to be a pitcher's duel. We'd have to see, you know, lights out Giolito against right. Cole and finding a way to win a game 2-1. to one. That's going to be a tough game. Which you could do because, G listen, Giolito could, Giolito could give you that pitcher's duel. He they, could do it. Their second best pitcher is clearly Masahiro Tanaka, who just happens to be another really good right-handed pitcher. You've already run into two of them so far, and those are their two best pitchers. Then it's going to be a toss-up as to who they're going to send out their third. Every one of their, of their other starters that are probably the guys they would throw out there would be Montgomery, Hap, or Paxson. And all of them are lefties. So, and I don't even know if Paxson will be available. 
that guy's constantly injured. I, I, I don't even remember what's going on with him right now, but there's no guarantee that he would even be available. You're going to get one lefty, and you're going to run the two really good righties. It's very similar to what the Astros are going to throw at you. Right. So in reality, you're almost hoping to play the Blue Jays as hot as they are right now if you're just looking at pitching matchups. Right now, as of the moment that we're recording before the Pirates series begins, if the, if the playoffs started on this date, the Sox would play the Blue Jays. Okay. And, and so it's a very realistic possibility, but if you ask me right now, just looking at pitching matchups and looking what the White Sox have done against lefty and righty pitchers this year, and it's so stark. It's so 500 against righties, undefeated against lefties. Right. It, it, you it's would need, so you amazing. Would, you, would need, you would need to get a stellar pitching performance from either Dallas or Lucas. In order and you need to get, defense. And you would need defense in order to get, in order to get past in order to get past one of those righties in, in any of those situations. And I get so, super nervous about the defensive thing because we see this. We see these, these mental errors out there in the field right now in big moments. They had the jitters in that first well, game against the Twins. Didn't they they yes, had the they jitters. Did. Now, here's the thing I was going to say a minute ago because you bring up 2005 and you had a lot of guys on the 2005 team that did not have a lot of postseason experience. But what you did have, is you had a manager who was an atmosphere provider. You had a manager who knew how to keep his his players and his clubhouse loose and and just go out there and having fun. And you saw the result. If if Renteria is not going to be if we're not keeping Renteria around based on his strategic uh in-game decisions and his lineups, which clearly were not because the lineups and the in-game decisions have been questionable at best since since the word go. He he's still doing things, and I'm just like, really? Incarnacion really? in the four spot really? now. Yeah, Incarnacion in the four and spot. And he is not. I mean, I know he's had a few hits here over the last week, but he has not performed in the four spot as well as he's performed down in the six spot. Brendal in the two spot. Really? Yeah. Why can't Luis Robert bat in the second spot? Right. So why, just, why is he not available? You to have bat these. In there? You have these head scratchers, and you're just like, what the. Come Imagine on, really? Robert with the protection of Abreu. Oh my God! <laughs> and that speed at the top of the order in front of Anderson. Oh, geez. I mean, can we at least try it against righties? Don't change your lefty lineup. You're undefeated against left-handed starters. But can we put Luis Robert in the two spot with Anderson in front of him and Abreu behind him just one time? And I liked it when Grandal was three and Abreu was four. They actually performed better with that than at any other time. When they were the, the the problem is they decide okay well Mancada he's, he's he's struggling we're not gonna have him in a two spot anymore so you took the three four that was working for you and you moved it up even against every metric said don't put Grandal and and Abreu that high against righties and you still you did still it it did was it. working right and then you messed with it you know and I know we're in first place I know that we're in the middle of something that's going very very well but there are the, you're right. There's head scratches. Now, Merck on the show last Saturday, remember, it's on demand. Go back and listen to it. He did portray Renteria as being a guy that they love, the atmosphere that he brings. He's an atmosphere and provider. The, and, and, the, and the fact that the players are comfortable and, they, and there's a lot of, they built this thing almost like we taught them how to be accountable and now the older players teach the younger guys, which goes back to when Lopez came off the mound a few starts ago and Giolito met him and he was talking to him about what he did right and what he did wrong before right. Renteria could get to him. So he has built an atmosphere. So he has that going for him. I'm not saying he's a bad there manager. Are, no, because there, there are two types of managers. You have the 
you have the strategists, and you have the atmosphere providers. I want both. Well, can I get both? You can I mean, why can't I have both, Dave? Who's an example of both? Like, give me, give me a name that would be, give me a, give me a name that's both. Who's, who's both a master? You didn't uh, think, strategist you didn't think Ozzy or, was a good strategist. He wasn't a no. He wasn't a bad strategist, but he was more of an atmosphere provider. He leaned more to the atmosphere providing than he did to the the in game strategy. Do you strategy. think Mike Sosha brings good atmosphere? I always liked him as a strategist. I don't know because I've never really heard. I've never really. I get what you're I've, saying. I've never really heard I have to rack my brain to figure it out. But, but, I have to rack my brain to figure it out. So I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, but but the the point is that clear. Like that's why they're keeping Renteria around. You just, you hope that what you get is you hope you get a team that comes into the playoff because of Renteria's atmosphere. You hope what you get in the playoffs is a team who is not nervous, who, who goes in there with the swag that they've shown all year going, yeah, you know what? Why not us? We can beat any of these teams on any given day. And, and they just go out there and they just do it. So... You hope that's what you get. Who do you think wins more World Series? The atmospheric manager or the strategic one? Because I would think the atmospheric guy could get lucky and win one if his team's so good they play over his strategic mistakes and everybody's just feeling it. And they, they just hit the perfect time when they get into the postseason. But if I have to look at long-time runs, like Bruce Bochy seems like he's more st- strategic. Joe Torre... Seemed more strategic. These are guys with multiple World Series. And well, I'm, I'm I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe Torre, I think you're probably talking about a guy that, like, you were. You were just handed for, a Cadillac, though, and given the keys, remember? You were, well, yeah, there's that. And the fact that you're looking at probably a guy who is, you know, about as good at providing an atmosphere as he is with his in game strategies. I mean, don't you think that a guy like Torre is the complete package? Or do you I think, think you just? So. Or do you think you just? He just got the keys to the Lambo. He did and get. Off, he, off did he, get went. he did get Buck Walters. Like he got his car. Let's let's never forget that. <laughs> He's Buck, driving. Buck kind of put it. He drove Buck's car. Dave, you have a business, and there's nothing small about the heart of your business. It's why employees aren't just employees; they're family. And New York Life can help you protect them like family. For 175 years, that's been the legacy of New York Life Insurance Company. And all I want you to do is call David Miller, Sox fan. Your local New York Life agent. He can be reached at 773-957-3630 or at newyorklife.com. David's going to help you put your love into action for your business, your employees, and can even do it for your family too. 773-957-3630. David Miller from New York Life. And on the other hand, can you even blame Rick? If you have a rough time in the postseason, when he's essentially been given two legitimate postseason starters and doesn't even know who the third one is right now, is it Cease? Is it actually Dane Dunning? Can they actually hold up in a moment like that? They might be able to, but they're they're completely unproven. I mean, Giolito's never done it before, but you at least believe that he can do it based upon his, his track record. And you don't even have a fifth starter right now as you limp you are literally limping to the postseason when it comes to your pitching staff right now you had carlos rodan getting better and now uh -uh, another setback for carlos you know right that that's sad i feel bad for it but at this point i've lost all faith in carlos he just can't stay healthy he can't stay healthy and i just don't believe that he is a contributing member of this team in the long term going forward 
And I was one of those people who was like, don't worry, he'll get back. I can't give up on him yet. But I mean, it, he really needs to prove it to me. And he shouldn't be upset about anybody saying that to him. Prove it. Prove you can stay healthy and play a season. No, he knows. Okay. He would, he, of course. Lopez is never going to be a starter. I think the team finally figured that out. They're, they're done with that. You're going to get Kopech, you would expect now, back in 2021. But right now in this season, can you blame Renteria, even with his little idiosyncrasies, if he doesn't have the pitching behind him? I, I'm i going to blame him if he makes dumb decisions like he doesn't warm up a relief pitcher and he, it's like, what are you saving the guy for? Which I've seen him do that in big moments in games. Like, he's got a full bullpen, and he's just like, well, I figure so-and-so could take the fifth, so I'm not even going to have an extra guy going. Well, you said it that, right. It'll be interesting well, to see his in-game managing well, in, in playoff time. You said it right there, though. I mean, as, as important as the bullpens have been in recent, you know, in recent years, it's even more so now because your starters aren't going deep into games and you have that, you have that extra guy in your bullpen. So even though he doesn't, maybe you only need to get five innings out of a cease or a dunning in order to still be able to win the game. You're right. I don't know. It is unfortunate that the white Sox had as many injuries in their, uh, to their pitching staff as they've had this year. Um, when I look at the injured reserve list, it's just like, man, Love to have some of these guys right Wish now. Wish I had a few of these guys available. I know. It really sucks. It's horrible. The bummer The bummer thing. Is there any way to like Kopech and show him and be like, I feel better now about COVID. I, I want to play. Is, that, is there anything we can do about that? The bummer thing, the Jace Fry thing, the, the Rodon thing, the fact that you were going to get, Co- you thought you were going to get Kopech uh, this year and then he's, and then he's gone and then he, he just, he's gone completely off the boil. Mid-July. Mid-July. What were we all doing? Every White Sox fan. Oh, we have so much pitching. Yeah. We have so much pitching. Yeah. You can have this starting pitcher take three innings. You can have this starting pitcher take another three innings. You can just, you can just like combine starters. Like, where are we going to put them all? But to the credit of the management, I'm talking upper management now. You went into this season, which is with exactly what you needed to go into, which is a hell of a lot of pitching depth. Right. The reason why they are where they are right now is because they've had all these, they've had all these injuries. But it's just been like, okay, next guy up, next guy up. And I was okay with the idea that they didn't go crazy to go out and get like a big name pitcher if it was going to give away the future, because I still always believe 2020 was that year that was the bridge to contention, not the actual year they were going to go win a world series. This is like, you maybe okay. win, you get, you know, you maybe win the wild card I did, spot I in, didn't, a regu- in a regular, right. you know, in a regular 162 game season. Like, look how easy it was for me to take middling teams, teams that like, that are going to be in the middle of that eight-game set of teams in the American League and pull four of them and put them up against the White Sox. And the only one you felt really good about is if we get the Blue Jays. And you're nervous if you end up against the Astros and the Yankees. And you definitely have to be nervous against the Twins because they haven't been able to prove they can beat them in a three-game set. You look at that in the first round and tell me, do you think that one player would have made all the difference and you would have just run through this whole thing and won a World Series with the Dodgers or the Padres waiting at the other end? In my... When I look at it, I'm probably not quite as nervous about the Astros as you are just because of the Verlander thing, because you don't necessarily know if he's going to be back for the postseason. I want them all to take a jump at a swimming pool before they go on the on the field just to short out any electronic devices they have underneath their shirts. Right. That's what I want. <laughs> right. Look, I'm going to be pumped up. We're going to the playoffs. It's going to be fun. Playoff baseball is going to be fun. I'm going to scream at the TV, and I'm just going to plead for them to pull off 
major moments and, and have some excitement. But in reality, I want them to get some experience. I want them to get over the, the jitters that they showed in that twin series last week. I want them to start to realize they can play in big games and trust their talent a little bit. This is something that young teams go through and they're going through it now. Get that so that I'm ready to go and take on the world in 2021. And I'm going to enjoy anything we get at this point because we're going to the postseason or I'm getting a new manager. I know that for sure because there's no way that he don't make the postseason oh, if he gets to stick around. So I, everything here is gravy. It's something like a 99% chance the Sox make the postseason was the, was the last day I read. Enjoy it, baby. You got any memorabilia you want to leave me? I don't. Nothing Nothing that you, you no, think is not, junk? No, not anymore. You sure that I can go get appraised? Um, not anymore. <laughs> Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. <laughs>